Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Seat of the Cab with me, your host, Mr. Nigel Williams. Seems rather poignant, I suppose, to speak a little bit on something that is absolutely bugging me. Actually, I think bugging is a... Uh, hmm, probably not a... Probably not a very apt choice of words. I think it is absolutely infuriating me. And it was announced in the construction industry press this week that Vistry Group would be demanding a 10% cost cut by its subcontractors. So the Vistry Group. Who are the Vistry Group? Well, the Vistry Group own and they have retail brands for housing. Who are these people? Whether Bovis Homes, Linden Homes and Countryside Homes, as well as owning and operating Vistry Ventures. So what's the what's the problem here exactly? Why why have I got a problem with this? Well, I've got a problem with this because subby bashing is the name of the game always. Now, I wouldn't mind so much if there was some kind of level and fair playing field. I wouldn't mind so much. But you see, I've never, ever, ever been on any of those sites. And I've, I've been around. I've been around and I've been on a lot of housing sites up and down the country and I've never been on a Bovis home site and seen a Bovis homes telehandler I've never seen one owned by Bovis I've never been on a Linden homes site and seen uh, an excavator or a forward tipping dumper or a roller owned by Linden homes never been on a countryside homes site and seen any of the aforementioned equipment. Not to mention other things such as carpenters, bricklayers, scaffolders. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see what do you do does anybody see where I'm going with this? Vistry Group are a management company. They take on contracts, they buy land, and develop it for profit. Now, during the course of that development, they subcontract out 100% of that construction work. They're a management company. They don't know jack shit about nothing apart from squeezing people as much as they can. Un, unattainable quantities within impractical timelines, with contracts that are designed to trip you up in every which way throughout every step of the construction phase. 
that's the name of the game, isn't it? See, <clears throat> I could be sympathetic to companies that owned and operated their own machinery. I could be sympathetic to companies who actually had their own in-house teams of plumbers, chippies, electricians, plasterers, bricklayers, their own scaffolding divisions. I could be sympathetic to companies that actually had hands-on experience of these trades and had them actually working for them within the sector. What what do I what do I really feel about the construction industry and especially especially house building? Um I think it's dog shit. Honestly, I do. I do. Um as with all things these days, I'm you know, people ask me and you know, how do how do I get on? How do I get on? How do I get on? And it's like, well, you've got to work for a subcontractor. Subcontractors never take your PAYE. They never, you know, they never they never employ you fully. So you're always a self-employed sole trader. You're you know, you've got very little job security, and due to the nature of the work, you seem to end up constantly jumping around different companies because that's just the way it rolls. You can't really work for a company because. Well, they go where the work is or they go where their tenders have been accepted and you end up travelling miles away from home while five minutes down the road from your house there's a house building site and the the group of blokes that are working on that site, you're passing each other because you're going to where they live to work on a site five minutes down the road from them and they're going to a site five minutes down the road from where you live. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So people just tend to jump around a lot. We've moved away from regional developers, regional house builders. Everyone wants to be fucking nationwide and in order to get people where they need them and get good people where they need them, they throw out extortionate rates and hopefully they get somebody good enough. Well, that's that's fine, you know, some people can make good money out of it. But at the same time, it doesn't help to bring new blood into the industry. And because everything's geared up for production, everything has to be about production. Production, production, production. Because they've got to get it built, they've got to get it sold, got to get it done, 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 done. Well, that's, that's fine if you've got brilliant blokes. But what if you haven't and you're training new people and you've got people on lower skill levels working on your site? Well, you know... That's hard going because they don't know anything. And it's hard to teach them. Isn't it? But if you own all of the assets and you're going to work and you need new people, you need new blood, that's doable. That's achievable. Because what could be a subcontractor's profit margin, you know, 
you could take a little bit of a hit on production for training up the next generation of, I don't know, bovis groundworks, bovis bricklaying. You could take on apprentices, you could train them, you could ensure quality levels. I watch whole series and episodes on YouTube and TikTok of these, these building inspectors wandering around these new build properties with snag lists. And some of the things I see are absolutely shocking. But how, are they, how is it like that? Why is it like that? Well, it's like that because, well, we subbed it out and, you know, our managers aren't exactly the best and brightest of the bunch because, you know, we've, you know, we're squeezing down pay rates as well. So they don't, you know, top, top tier managers don't really want to work for us because they can go to somebody else and earn a lot more money. We don't give them the help and support they need. We don't back them up. We don't give them under managers. You know, we don't ensure that that the build phase happens correctly. Because regional or area managers they don't want they don't want real site managers who give them a bit of pushback and tell them no. They want yes men. I want this done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. You know, they don't want grumpy Gerald standing there saying, no, mate, it's just not happening. Ain't got enough blokes, can't get any materials, can't get the muck away. No, mate, not happening. They want fast Freddy who's going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll get, we'll get it done, we'll get it done, we'll get it done. And then he's running around out there Absolutely bashing the fuck out of all the foremen and the site operatives. Why haven't you done that yet? Haven't you done that yet? Stressing everyone out to fucking pissing them all off. So inevitably, gets done, but it gets done badly, if at all. And where where was, you know, <laughs> you know... Where are these managers and under-managers and supervisors? Where are they through the course of the build? How much do they actually know? Are they masters? Are they master builders? A few site managers I've encountered, the only thing they know is like the taste of Stellar Artois and dodgy cocaine when they encounter it. For the rest of it, they don't know their ass from their fucking elbow. I'm afraid to say that, that, that that's true. You go on any hundreds of building sites and ask the guys on the ground, they'll be like, oh yeah, fucking that pisshead, that gearhead. Fucking hell, is he actually out of the office today? Not wanting to tar everybody with the same brush, I'm sure there are some good ones. But at the same time, though, like I say, I've been around enough. And the fact that everything is completed by a subcontractor and nothing's in-house 
means that there's also very little control. There's very little quality control. There's very little stage and practical management of day-to-day -day site issues. You know, we we had a we had an enormous shock to the construction industry in April this year with the uh, was it April this year or last no last year with the the loss of subsidised fuel the red diesel debacle. Where were Vistry? Where was Vistry in this debacle, I wonder? Did anybody read any press statements from them? Anybody see anything from them regarding the red diesel? No, they were they couldn't give two fucks, could they? Why not? Well, because like I say, not their machines, are they? The only thing Vistry were concerned about was um, the coffee and the biscuits in the office. They weren't thinking about the thousands of litres of fuel going through generators that would suddenly become white with another 30% markup. They didn't care about that, did they? They weren't thinking about that which probably compounds the issue, not to mention the rise in costs from the subcontractors who then have to factor in another rise in costs from running white diesel in their machines. Everything has a knock-on effect. Everything has a knock-on effect. And I would argue that it is the inaction and short-sightedness and self-concern that has led to companies like Vistry, because I no doubt there's no doubt there's other management companies out there that are probably like, well, do you know, do you reckon we can bash our subbies for another ten percent so we can actually make some profit out of this? So where were they in the red diesel debacle? Nowhere. Nowhere. They couldn't give two fucks. Nobody was smart enough to figure out. Hang on a minute. That's gonna that's going to put up the uh, the operating cost for our subbies. And if that puts up the operating cost for our subbies, that's also going to take a you know, massive swipe out of our bottom line. That's also going to hit our profit margins. Nobody, nobody thought about that, did they? Smart people like me, we were talking about this. We were talking about this years ago. But I think it's fundamentally unfair that they want to hit subbies now and potentially send them under. But the flip side of it also is, like I say, who are these people apart from being management companies? Because they're not boots on the ground construction workers, are they? There ain't nobody in them offices that was a... Machine driver for Bovis Homes or Linden Homes or Countryside Homes who made his way up through the ranks of gate man, ground worker, 
machine driver, foreman, site manager, area manager, all under the umbrella of any of the Vistry group of companies. So it makes you wonder, where is their expertise and where does their expertise come from? Is there in fact any expertise involved in what they do these days? It's a question, isn't it? It's a conundrum. And the fact that so many of these management companies rely solely on subcontractors for literally every single bit of the works and the only thing they're interested in is having a bulldog of a QS to ensure that they can tie them up in nuts in contracts and get out of paying for shit so yeah look Tell me your thoughts, tell me your feelings, tell me tell me if you think I'm barking up the, the wrong tree here. But I think part of the reason why the construction industry is in the pickle that it's in and the problems that we're facing, I do honestly think they're coming from this move away from frontline industry into management companies that have lost their way, that don't have any time-served boots-on-the-ground operatives who actually think about the company. I think about a lot of the best companies that I ever worked for, and they were all companies that had men who started out as ground workers, who started out on the ground, on-site, working for the company, doing the job day in, day out, who were promoted through the ranks, who maintained that connection. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. But let me know your thoughts. Let me know your feelings. You know exactly where to find me. Nigel Williams on Facebook and LinkedIn. Or you can email from the seat of the cab at gmail.com let me know were Vistry wrong to be sitting on their hands tight lipped mouth zipped when the red diesel debacle apart from the Scottish Plant Owners Association who were fighting tooth and nail against Westminster do you think that they were fools to themselves and they're reaping what they sow be interested to hear your thoughts and feelings let me know take care folks bye bye